This is Rhea. And this is Just the Who of Us, where we talk about a range of topics, including life events, current events, spirituality, entertainment, family relationships, as well as answering listener questions and more. I think I'm glad that everything we've talked about today, we've talked about, um, you know, like I said, five, 10 years ago, this wouldn't have been a conversation that was had because I don't think that either one of us were in a place to have it. One of the questions someone asked is, why do this? What made you want to have this conversation? What made you want to do this interview and be on the podcast? Um, and is it, if it's because you, is it because you want, you're on a journey where you're ready to heal for heal our relationship, heal your own personal things? Um, why, why be on, why do this interview? Why be on this podcast? Um, I don't, I don't know the time and date. We all don't know, but this, this is one, of, one of the things I, I wanted to do. And I mean, if, if it was, I mean, we can do the one on one, or I mean, on the podcast. I mean, it don't matter. But I, I wanted other people to also know, also because a lot of people had questions, and I, I understand and I respect that. Um, I didn't want to leave, leave this earth, not letting people know what happened between us and how. It came upon or whatever, especially especially your mom and um DeAndre. I mean, he heard it, it's it's a piece of all of it, and I'm glad that we had this general conversation. I knew it was gonna be an argument. I know we're both adults now, and we're both mature now. So um, just had to get it out on the table. I I think um there was the things that I, I should have told you and how I felt at the time being, cause it was like. We was in love back then, you know, 23 years ago, and I made mistakes, and um, I felt like that I, I took the blame that you didn't really have to enjoy your, your teenage life because uh, I had got you pregnant and stuff, and, you know, everything stopped, and, you know, DeAndre was your main priority. said, it hurts, you know, that I, 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 didn't, I couldn't change none or I couldn't be a better person back then. I wish this friend left right here should have been Fred Lankin back then or whatever. That's what I meant to say because I I I like to Fred Lankin. I think everybody will accept this Fred Lankin because I'm more understanding. I'm more knowledgeable. I'm open. I mean, a lot of things I I wasn't open about back then that I should have been open about here recently. Because for a while, I ain't gonna lie, I did not tell a lot of people your age or whatever and stuff and it would bother me and they would embarrass me and stuff and um because i mean it was it was a lot it was a lot going on back then especially in the, in the 90s and the 2000s early 2000s so that's why i wanted to come on here just to get it all out and process it because i mean even after this i'm 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 still processing things and stuff but I don't know. It's just I I wanted to get it out there. I really did. I mean, um, I hope whoever listening to this can't forgive me. Um, I'm not proud of some things. I'm not proud of the things I, I've said. I'm not proud of not being that dad that DeAndre needed back then. Cause there was a um, 
time, there was that time in in his life that he asked me to follow the figures and stuff. Like you can only give so much love, but you know, need that need that father love also. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Without going back in time, what is one thing that you would change about your? So I guess currently, what is one thing currently that you would change about your relationship with DeAndre? And your relationship with myself. Being a better father and spending more time with him and, you know, helping him out wherever he needs. You never too old to need help. Um, as far as you and I, um, develop a um, good friendship, um, strong friendship. I don't have no issues with you. Um, very grateful that you're in my life or whatever. Um, you gave me a beautiful son. I know you I know you got your, you know, you get your family also and stuff, but you know, here and there we can have a general conversation, you know, maybe for like five or ten minutes, you know, and see how how each other doing and stuff. And, you know, just about, you know, the basic things or whatever. And like moving forward, you know, maybe um getting out both our kids together and your husband and stuff, and you know we all go out, hang out, and stuff. If if that's all fine, that's a, you know, my husband is very protective. Um, I've known him really not too many, only a few years less than I've known you, really, because I met him in high school. Getting him, he's not even a fan of this conversation. Just to be fully transparent, you know, he's taken a lot of responsibility over the years over even before we got married throughout the years, um, you know, trying to, trying to put a positive male role model in primarily both DeAndre and Jada's lives. Um, as a, as us being young adults, even just friends, um, you know, if you're somebody who's listening and you don't really know much about my other children and their fathers, um, my 20 year old her, has never met her father, um, not by my choice. So her father has always been absent. And my current husband and my ex-husband really, but my current husband has, has over the years tried to show them a consistent male role model, whether it be as my friend or, you know, whatever. Um, but I say all that to say he's very protective and uh, he is not in support of this conversation uh fully so getting him on board um it's probably gonna it's probably gonna take a while hopefully you know there was a point where you and d'angelo my ex-husband were you guys were friendly y'all would like you know play video games together online and stuff like that um so maybe one day that'll be a <laughs> you know the case where where my husband is is at a cordial level but he's super protective and uh yeah <laughs> it'll probably be a while for that there's this consistent factor your father wasn't consistent my father wasn't consistent my father had addictions he also come to find out later on in life had mental health issues as well he was diagnosed as bipolar also had an addictive personality he had issues with alcohol um, and things my choice in men and 
fathers of my children um, have had kind of that same pattern, this inconsistency, this, you know, I was this teenager who was so the cliche looking for affection and, and whatever, and, you know, in, in the wrong places, if we're being realistic, because, you know, regardless being sexually active as 13, 14 is not, that's not a choice that, a uh, a, a, a kid with good values makes you know what I mean like your father was inconsistent and then there was this inconsistency pattern with yourself mental health plays a component in that um like I said my father was diagnosed bipolar he had addiction issues was there things in your father's life that you found out played a role in his inconsistency in you and how does your own mental health play a role in your in your inconsistency as a father yourself? My dad told me this year that he didn't come around much because my mom kept kept him away from us. I guess from protecting us or whatever. She felt like she was protecting us and stuff. Um, so respectfully, I guess he didn't come by. Yeah, I guess like he was just like me, or whatever. You know, um, my mom fussing him, blah blah blah, and he didn't want to hear it. And, you know, he didn't he didn't want to fight or argue in front of us. I I never seen my parents argue or whatever in my life, whatever. I mean, they got divorced when I was like five or six, but I can remember like number of good times, not really any bad times or whatever. Yeah, um, they were working and stuff. Um, even. Even then, you know, moving forward from that, when they got together, they just talking, just laugh, and all the other stuff. I'm like, well, you know, I I never told them this, but I, I kept it in my heart. Um, I'm mean, gonna keep it in my heart. Like, why I can do this like years ago, you know? Now sitting out here laughing, and I'm these are my parents. They sitting laughing. They like, you know, but um. I imagine that's how DeAndre feels being realistic. Like I imagine that's how he probably currently feels. Why couldn't this have been a thing years ago? Why couldn't this have been a thing when I was growing up when I was little, you know? Yeah. Um, my parents never got diagnosed, diagnosed with um, anything. Um, they were, I know they're just very hard workers and stuff. They're constant work, constant paying the bills and stuff and the cons going to church, you know, to put God first. I'm pretty sure there's depression in there somewhere. Um, especially when, when my mom had a hard time and stuff, and you know, when we didn't have whatever or the car broke down, we're the middle of nowhere. But other than that, you know, there's just fine people. I think, like I said, my I think my mental thing is just you know. Not have my dad there, um, being alone. I feel like my older brother getting all the spotlight and getting all the love, and I wasn't really getting it. I wanted it. I mean, I wanted somebody to hug me. I wanted somebody to just love me and stuff like that. But it was like my mom. She, you know, she didn't play like pick sides or whatever stuff. But I feel like my dad, you know, picked my brother's side, and you know. Oh, he was a golden child and this and that, like growing up. 
Not a, not even for my dad, even for my family on both sides. Well, no, not both sides, but on my mom's side. It's like Leon's, you know, the golden child and stuff. And, you know. Yeah. I'm like, all right, so I'm, I'm not going to talk to y'all and stuff and whatever. So people are like, okay, something's wrong with me. I know. Like, you you, you fucking damn, you, you, you showed me how you want me to treat you and stuff, whatever. I don't want to go around and hear and shit about old Leon this damn day. You're not going to treat me damn fair and stuff. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to bring my kids around me. My kids feel uncomfortable around you and stuff. I'm, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So I, I, didn't, I didn't talk to uh, Yeah. I didn't talk to them. Um, now, now, unfortunately, my mom's death, I'm starting to talk to them. Now, I told them all. I said, I do talk. I said, I just didn't want to talk back then. Yeah. So they know now. Just... So the family them know and stuff, whatever. It's like it's crazy. Like I, you know, talk to my cousins, but like aunts and uncle and you no. Know. But it was it. Don't get me wrong though. There was there is some aunts and and my uncles. They um they talk to me, and I talk back. And I talk to them. They had conversations and stuff, whatever. So, so for for those people who don't know. So you and your brothers don't all have the same dad. Who, no, who has different fathers? Corey, course he's a younger one. He has he have a different father. Me and Leon, we have the same father. Okay. So, my, so yeah, so my mom got remarried. Um, when I was thirteen. What was your, what was your relationship like with your mom, and your older brother before? Your mom got remarried. My mom was there. My mom was like she was. She was everything, you know. She made sure we had things. Um, like I said, she didn't. She never picked sides. She got on me for um, taking up for Leon and stuff. House. He was. He was just trouble. He would go over to this girl house, get to the girl house and stuff, whatever. And I'd be going to the park and stuff. And he was like, "Oh, meet me back here." And I'm like. No, no, so but um, yeah, me and my mom, we we had a wonderful, you know, growing up um relationship. Um, it was um, it's a lot of things that I, I I probably should have did with my mom that I'm I'm regretting now. Um, that I wish I could change and stuff, whatever, and things I should have accomplished while she was here on earth. Um, she pushed me a lot. Um, she never had doubts in me. She always said, "Oh, keep trying, keep trying." Especially like with job too. She always should have told me like, "Don't worry, don't worry." Because I, I mean, my feelings. She like, "Don't worry, don't worry." It's, you know, it's always another day. And those her quote. And then my quote is like, "It doesn't rain all the time." So, um. Like the 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 um the text message that I used to get was like um every morning from my mom it's cause um I guess she learned things that you know I had a special gift that I never I never share with people like the the um inspiration stuff or whatever it's just like I wish somebody would have told me some stuff back then that inspired me that I'm doing now to try to inspire people. That's why I try to reach out to people still. And my mom, that's what she she done for years before she got killed or whatever. 
um, we, um, my mom and I, we learned a lot from each other, like past couple of years and stuff. And this is the special gift to interact with people. Yeah. What What was your clinical mental health diagnosis? This diagnosis that you received after all these years of this consistency in un- unhealthy choice making, um, strained relationships. You get to this point where your 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 marriage has become toxic and kind of physical. Um, what was the diagnosis that you received, and how do you think that affected your previous life choices leading up to that point? The um, it was mostly the depression because I I felt like I was um doing things. It wasn't. I felt like it was. It wasn't. It wasn't fifty fifty. Whatever stuff, and um, or we wasn't trying hard enough or whatever. I don't know. It it was. It was good sometimes. It was bad sometimes. But um, she was like, "Okay, we go um, go up here to this place. Um, get you settled in." And um, we went up there, and I got to talk to the doctor, and I, was, you know, I actually got to speak, you know, how I felt and stuff and so got me on um my medicine for um depression and stuff and um it wasn't I mean I, I seen a big difference. The the she seen a big difference, the kids seen a big difference. But like the three weeks that I didn't take it, it just all uh, just went down shit hill and stuff, whatever. Yeah. And it was it was a point that I I tested um, myself that how would I be being off the medicine? Like I, I read the uh, side effects, but I felt like I was like a zombie zombie. I guess I was like I felt like I was a, a lab rat for myself, and I wasn't myself. Whatever. So yeah. I didn't take it for like three weeks, and then I can the anger came back, and you know everything that says came back, and I was like, oh, this is not good. Whatever. So when I was locked up, it was a 25%. And then they upped up to 50%. I'm like, well, why are you up to 50, 50% for? Because I'm not, you know, this and that. that. A, a lot of people don't realize that depression is a, is a chemical thing. And while, you know, there are other treatments outside of medication, consistency is important in other treatments therapy and things like that but it's it's important in medication depression is a a chemical thing in our brain and just like any other chemical bodily issue so to say your treatment for those chemical things has to be consistent um i know there was a point with my father where he was i feel like he I've seen him medicated and I've seen him unmedicated and, you know, there's a, there's a difference. Um, and medicated as in physical medication and therapy, uh, treatment, I guess, rather than medication, but, but consistent treatment is important. Can you tell a difference in, I mean, you kind of answered this question already, but, but a difference in your, when you put 
priority into your mental health, how that affects your your current relationships, and as opposed to when you you know, it, um, here's the thing, and let's be dead up honest. A lot of people don't talk about mental health. Mm-hmm. They feel like that it's a pity party that you and your feelings and stuff, whatever. And it makes me mad because it's out there. Nobody wants to sit there and talk about it. Why? Mm-hmm. Like something's going on with this person. This person's not right, whatever. And that's what that's what me. I, a lot of people they they seen it. And people reached out to me because they used to see me doing this and that on Facebook versus like, oh, I'm I'm angry or I'm posting this and that or I'm trying to get back at somebody. But it 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 mellows me. It melts. I mean, everything's everything is fine when I'm on that medication. I'm like I said, I'm um it has me with my development and my, my growth. Um I could think straight. I could do a couple things I didn't think I could do or whatever, you know. Um like I enjoy reading. I'm, I, I have not enjoyed reading since middle school. Yeah. Like, I can stand them reading them. What's the name? I was locked up. I had to borrow them, find the books to damn read or whatever. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, damn. I'll be up, like, damn, one or two o'clock in the morning, damn, reading the damn book, whatever. And it's like, okay. So, but um, it it helps. And um, I recommend for anybody, you know, not feeling that way to find somebody either who's been there and done it, which I, that's what I had. And I, I highly recommend that over somebody who has went to college and has read books and all the other bullshit. No, just somebody is, it come out better hearing it from somebody who's been there and done it. It's just like how we have in the conversation yeah. because we are person who's involved in DeAndre's life, you know, me being off and on and you being consistent or whatever, and people wanted to know and stuff. So it came out better hearing it from me than, you know, just hearing it from one side. I'm not saying that you, you was wrong for saying anything about me or whatever, but just the fact, you know, me coming on here, you know, stating things and asking questions and getting it all out there on the table and stuff. Yeah, 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 one hundred percent. I uh, you mentioned um, kind of picking up reading in jail a minute ago. It's not funny, but it is because I. It, it, it is it, kind of funny because it like you got a damn TV in them there, and it's like they hell with the TV shit. Hell, you got a basketball court in there. Hell with them there shit. Grab a damn book and shoot. Well, a lot of people don't know this, but I have been to jail as well and I I picked up the same kind of habit um it it kind of like if it does what it's supposed to it can kind of like take you down a notch you know it's like I have all this going on in life I'm focusing on all these things that I shouldn't be I'm getting into this trouble whatever I had an issue with alcohol I had gotten a couple of DUIs and I'm in jail and I'm just like, I, I don't have, like, I can't do shit else, right? I started right. reading books by T.D. Jakes. And I'm like, I enjoy, I, I don't know. It's kind of like life was just like, hey, 
sit the hell down and, and think, you know, like, hey, you're in jail. What else do you have to do? Right. You're not you don't have your friends. You don't have your influences. You don't have the alcohol. You don't have the, the things. Right. Like you literally are forced to sit there and think. And I picked up my love of reading kind of there, too, because. You know. But I'm a really social person. And when I was in jail, I I didn't, you know, make a couple friends, but that wasn't the place where I wanted to be a social butterfly. <laughs> like right. I was just in jail, like, oh, I just want to be here and hang out and mingle with everybody. No, I would actually just wanted to be in myself reading and try to get my shit together because that's what you're there for, right? Like that's part of why you're there is to be isolated to the point you got to work out your shit um so I, I started laughing when you said that not that it was like a funny situation but I was like I can actually relate to that I, I became a lower of reading in jail too a lot of people don't know that I that I was in jail I wasn't there for a long time not like this hardcore criminal whatever but like my kids make fun of me because they're like <laughs> okay like you yeah, yeah. some weekend. I'm a DJ looking Mama had thug life and shit with that no. West Side. <laughs> I am not. I, I am not. The mom was a thug. Our dog anymore. It's not. <laughs> mom was hit people in the head <laughs> late night. <laughs> she had a sip of the OE. <laughs> oh my God. You know, if I, if I, I don't know about you, but if I could go back and meet like 16 year old Raya, I'd be like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Can you please get your life together? Because you're going to spend about 10 years of, of being a wreck. And like, you could save a lot of people a lot of time, <laughs> yeah. just getting it together. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, your mental health plays a part. In these things it's it's something I learned with my father it's it's something I learned with you it's something I've learned with my ex-husband your mental health plays a huge part in your relationships um and for those of you who are going through mental health struggles and it's affecting your relationships there's two things um you know cater to it it's important cater to it um not only for yourself but for your future 23 year old son your grandchildren your you know it affects people and as we know you can't go back and change it you can't go back and change it sometimes people die with the relationship unchanged sometimes people die with the relationship being a little bit better but still some things that weren't great and and you don't want to leave it like that you don't want to leave that relationship unresolved you can't change the past there's things i can't change the past you can't change the past but if you're somebody who's going through it right now it's important to cater to because it it you can change the future and that starts with taking care of yourself that's all of my questions um is there anything else that that you want to talk about or that you, you know, things that people have asked you over time that you want to make sure that you get answered in this? 
I, I think I um I answer everything and um you know it's 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 up to them you know it's their mind their soul to to how they react to this um podcast. Now, I'm not gonna judge them or whatever, but yeah. you know it's something that um need to be out there. It shouldn't take long to be out there, but it it'll be out there. And um, I hope everybody have a learning experience about this or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's why we're here. You know, can't change the past, but you can work to do better in the future. And that is answering questions and working to do better is, is why we're here. So <laughs> right. uh, I appreciate you being here. I'm glad that you asked me to to come on and do this. Um and I'm I'm glad that we are working toward being the people that we are, being able to have this conversation. And uh, if you're listening and you still have questions, um, let me know, and maybe we'll maybe we'll come back later for for more answers. If you want to let people know uh, where they can find you on social media, on Facebook at Freya Lampkin. On Instagram is Legend L E G E N D seven oh four. Snapchat is um, Legend Lounge twenty one. If you have any questions or whatever, I I'm freely to, to answer any question. I'm an open book. All right. Well, thank you for being here, and um, I'll talk to you soon. All right. You have a day. You too. Bye. Check us out on YouTube at Rhea Hagues, R-E-A-H-H-A-G-U-E-S. You can also keep up with us on Instagram at Just Podcast and Facebook at Philology.